to the Bible Tribe. I'm Denise Pass with Seeing Deep Ministries, where we see deep in a shallow world and overcome the battles of the mind with the Word of God. I'm so glad you're with me here today. How do you focus on Christ when chaos abounds all around you? Thinking higher than our own thoughts when the sky is falling feels impossible. But in our reading in Romans this past week, Paul invites us to set our minds on the things of the Spirit rather than thinking on the things of the flesh. Through a word he uniquely uses, the verb phroneo means to set one's mind on, to be intent on, to direct the mind to something. This term is the focus of my dissertation, so this week I want to focus on our reading from the book of Romans. Paul says in Romans 8, verses 5 through 8, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Having a mindset that is fixed on the things of this world does not please God. In fact, it puts us at odds with God. Mindsets matter to God. How we think ultimately determines how we live. We see the importance of mindsets in verses like Proverbs 4.23, Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. And Proverbs 23.7, which says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. But this verse is speaking more about someone not being with you in their mindset due to their greed, which is an interesting point on which I want to pivot. Covetousness and our inner fleshly desires are what drives our mindsets. Mindsets are not something we have no control over, though our emotions would try to say otherwise. Other Pauline texts discuss the significance of desire as it pertains to our mindsets. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6 in the NIV translation, Paul was speaking about the example of the Israelites straying from God. He says, now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Paul utilizes a term from the LXX, the Greek Old Testament, that is a hapax legomena, occurring only once in the New Testament, epithematase. It means one who desires. With noticeable allusion to Numbers 10.34, a reminder of God's deliverance available to his people. This term is also thought to mean one who sets a heart upon. Israel's unfaithfulness began in their mind. Covetousness that idolized their desire and became a mindset. This covetousness stems from the natural cravings in the flesh that, when not discerned and dealt with rightly, can become a carnal mindset. The noun in this word group, epithemia, is viewed by Paul as the source and driving power of the sarks, meaning flesh. The sinful nature that has rebelled against God. So we see how our desires play into our mindsets, don't we? Through the foundation for mindsets that Paul laid in Romans 6, that we have a choice whether or not we let sin dominate or master us. Romans 6, 12, and 14 says, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its desires. For sin will have no mastery over you, because you are not under law, but under grace. Do not let sin reign. We have a choice, but it hinges on our mindset. 
which we also get to choose. Paul then continues to talk about the desires that sin produces in us in Romans 7 verse 8. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. The law revealed our sins, as Paul said in Romans 7, 7. What then shall we say? That the law is sin by no means. Yet, if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet, if the law had not said, you shall not covet. God's immeasurable grace sets us free from our sins through Jesus Christ, who paid our sin debt. But our minds can wreak havoc on how we live this redeemed life out. We don't recognize the mindsets we have because we're born into a culture and we don't question our own thoughts. So let's look at why mindsets are so relevant and then how we set our minds. Mindsets are important because worldly mindsets are opposed to God. We read that earlier. And they interfere with the interpretation of Scripture, our ability to apply Scripture to our lives, and to reach the world around us with the Gospel. We can waste so much time spinning the wheels of our own minds over things that just don't matter. Things like, that person is thinking such and such about me. Right away, we understand thoughts about ourselves need to be laid down. Stay focused on the things of God, and the things of earth will fade away. More than a bias, mindsets are habitual or innate mental attitudes that determine how we will interpret life situations and the Word of God. Within the fabric of the surrounding culture and the culture of our own mind, mindsets can lead us to misinterpret Scripture and miss God because mindsets are ultimately unbelief. We cannot believe the thoughts in our own mind, I call it fake news, when our thoughts do not line up with God's Word. More than that, we cannot obey the greatest command, to love God with all our own heart, soul, and mind and strength if our own mindset is deceived. Mindsets can steer us away from loving God and understanding God's mind and heart while we lean on our own understanding or understanding that our own mind has or the world has. Mind renewal is paramount to God's plan of salvation. God's plan has always been to renew our minds so we can know Him and abide in Him. The promise for renewed minds begins in Genesis 6-5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his mind was only evil continually. This need for mind renewal is then interwoven throughout the biblical narrative with promises for God to do this mind renewal in us. In Deuteronomy 30 verse 6 it says, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. This circumcising of the heart is a metaphor to help us see the need for mind renewal. And 1 Samuel 2.35, which speaks of Jesus coming with the perfect mind, the mind of Christ, to be able to do what is in God's mind. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart, and in my mind, and I will build him a sure house, and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. Only Christ could renew our minds. Jeremiah 24, 7 says, I will give them a heart to know that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart. 
Jeremiah 31, 33 says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Jeremiah 32, 39 says, I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever for their own good and the good of their children after them. Ezekiel 11, 19-21 says, And I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. But as for those whose heart goes after their detestable things and their abominations, I will bring their deeds upon their own heads, declares the Lord God. And Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. These are just a few scriptures, friends, but scripture points us to our complete inability to think rightly. God's people become corrupt apart from the help of the Holy Spirit and a renewed mindset. And it's a significant part of our ability to walk faithfully with God. So those who are in Christ have renewed minds, but what about maintaining our mindset? This will be one of the biggest battles we will face, and why Paul has such a focus on letting our minds be renewed. Mindset resets need to be daily, y'all. In summary, thoughts matter as they determine the course of our life, Proverbs 4.23, and shape our identity as we discussed in Proverbs 23.7. The thoughts of man are naturally carnal. Thoughts shaped by the world are opposed to the Word of God. Worldly mindsets are sin and ultimately unbelief, which creates a chasm in our relationship with God and others. Thoughts unchecked begin to form a culture within our own mind, creating mindsets that lead to actions in conformity to one's mindset, impacting our ability to be faithful to God. Paul thought mindsets were so important that he used the term phroneos 27 times in the New Testament, in addition to a host of other cognitive terms to try and get the point across. Mindsets are crucial to godly living and carrying out God's plan. So how do we set our mind? The mind governs the senses, not the other way around. But this governance is not achieved by mere human effort or habits. It is not a growth mindset or a positive mindset that the human soul needs to be faithful to God or to live the abundant life that Christ promised. It is a righteous mindset, the mind of Christ. Paul's use of the term phronema, the noun form of the verb phroneo, brings this idea of a mindset together. This term is uniquely used to specifically address mindsets demonstrating the significance of mindset for Christians to live in the spirit rather than the flesh. So the governance of the mind is not by human intellect or senses, but by the Holy Spirit, or alternatively, by the flesh, which leads to ruin. Viewing the functions of the mind as merely being cognitive or organs of senses or feeling leaves us vulnerable to being wayward from God. Our senses are of the flesh, but they can be trained by the aid of the Holy Spirit and by seeking wisdom. This is where the significance of the promised mind renewal of the Old Testament is realized through the mind of Christ. 
The cultures around us have a significant impact on mindsets and they lay a foundation for thinking according to the things of man instead of the things of God. We are accountable for how we steward our thoughts, friends. Our own thoughts can become our truth and a part of our belief system unless our perceived truth is filtered through the word of truth. When we set our mind, as Paul says, on things of the Spirit rather than things of the world, we are able to stay on mission to reach the lost world around us. So what does this practically look like? Here are five key points on how to set our minds. The points all rhyme to help us remember. I love doing things like that. Number one, recognize your position in Christ. Paul said in Romans 8, 1, that we are no longer under condemnation. Don't waste time with Satan's false accusations or anybody else's. Stay focused. Number two, recognize your cognition. Question your thoughts. A mindset is a shaped outlook, Paul says. So what is shaping your thoughts today? Are you thinking according to worldly values? We do not have to be stuck in our thoughts. God went to great lengths to give you and me his mind and identity. Walk in it. Number three, recognize the need for submission. Who is the Lord over your thoughts? Repentance sets us free when our own mindsets lead us astray. Submitting to God's thoughts means we need to lay ours down and align our thoughts with God's thoughts. Which brings me to number four, recognize the need to exercise your volition. God gave you free will that was costly. Not so we would be free to sin, but free to no longer be mastered by sin. Friends, don't let mindset battles keep you from the work of God. Fight in the Spirit. Saturate your mind in God's Word so you can see and think clearly and biblically. This is your part in mind renewal. Number five, recognize your mission in Christ. Follow what God has already said in His Word. Ask God daily to show you what He would have you to do. Let's pray. God, renew our minds right now. So often we can be tortured in our own minds with the struggles in this world and in our flesh, but you would not tell us through your servant Paul to set our mind on things above if we couldn't. Help us to be obedient, to deal with thoughts that you would not think. Help us to take captive thoughts that displease you and to stay on mission to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Go with God, friends. Keep getting into the Word of God. Keep staying faithful to your Bible reading plan and watch your mindset shift toward this.